Welcome, this is Leading with Spirit, the show that gives you an in-depth look at topics like what it takes to navigate your spiritual journey, how to heal yourself and grow your spiritual gifts, and balanced practices to expand your business and your spiritual leadership. I'm your host, Spirit Bird, shamanic teacher, healer, and author, here to guide you on your journey to becoming your most potent spiritual leader. Have you been hearing the call to expand your spiritual gifts and step into your next level of conscious leadership? If you're a coach, healer, or a spiritual leader, you can learn more about Shaman School and growing your spiritual business on our website, HoltonHealingArts.com, or send me a DM at Holton Healing Arts. All right. Hello and welcome. I'm very excited today to welcome Jim Fuller. He is um, uh, recently a shaman school graduate. And um, so about the same time that Jim retired from the U.S. Army Medical Department, he received clarity of purpose as an energetic healer who intends to use his gifts to support and advise healers in any manner possible. He cheers for oneness of humanity and lives for the day, the vibration of love dominates the universe. So thanks for joining us, Jim. Thanks. <laughs> had to fit all that into 50 words. And uh, so hopefully, yeah. I got all Try the good to sum ones. up all of who you are in 50 words, go. Love, energy. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, Jim, I wonder if you could actually just share a little bit about us to get us started. A little bit about yourself to get us started. Sure. So, yeah, you mentioned uh, I was in the Army for 33 years in the Army Medical Department. And um, then I retired and I also work as a project manager for the government. But on the side, I'm, I'm looking into my uh, next, uh, I guess, chapter uh, when I'm not working full-time nine to five. So up to this point, um, you know, I grew up Catholic, spirituality, right? So I grew up Catholic, religion, spirituality, grew up Catholic. And then for about 40 years, went on along uh, that, that road. And then it, then I was like, huh. Was like on autopilot and went i uh, went to on a vacation to hawaii and saw the dark night sky and i said wow so it just opened up it just gave me this like main line of uh like oneness basically mm. uh, of the universe and it, and then from there i went to a spiritual retreat and um sampled books you know as we went to buddhism and um intuition building and um energy and mostly just uh, like psycho neuroscience too, right? Trying to figure out how this brain works. How did I get 40 years or so on autopilot and nothing really kind of poked me, but now it's all poking me now. So I'm making up for all those years um, by uh, just pursuing myself, pursuing me and trying to figure out how I fit in this world and how I can make an impact. So then um yeah, I mean, uh, then I went for a couple of years doing sampling different retreats and then came upon the shaman school and it spoke to me. And um, I mean, I just like jumped right in. I mean, I noticed that difference from other things. I'm like, oh, I want to do this. But it was like it, it was resonated with me, the, um, the what what you're were offering. And then um, so that got me to shaman school and that that was great. I mean, I was and it. it changed my life. 
Thank you, Spirit Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us. When did you start? When were you start? When did you become aware of your relationship with spirit guides? Wow. Do you remember? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, couple of stories. First of all, I took a class, um, at spiritual intuition uh-huh. that started with guides, uh, or, or introduced guides. And I go like, what does that work? <laughs> Watch this. So, um, and part of it was for, with you, right. It was like, what is this? So I go, I said, if I could talk to spirit bird now, uh, you know, energe- energetically, um, what kind of gift you know, spirit guides bring gifts, right? What, what gift can the spirit guide give me to represent spirit bird? It was an apple. Mm. It was apple. It was apple. And I didn't know. It. I was like, what? What's an apple? So I looked it up, right? And, and then and apples for teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so, so, and, and I haven't done it. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sorry, teacher. I haven't done as many, as much journeying as I should. But when I do it, it's crazy. When I go out and ask spirit for a message or a gift, I mean, last week I got a crown, right? Crown, I'm sorry. And then a couple of weeks ago, I got a wreath. Mm-hmm. And the re- and these are very some sim- 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 a lot of symbolism, right? A wreath. Uh, looked it up, and then and and first I already kind of got the sense of it. I didn't have to look it up, but when I looked it up, confirmed or validated that it's like you won. Mm-hmm. And that was at the same time that I felt like I've been winning, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it was, you know, it's a little wreath crown that says that, you know, or passing through a, another gate. And at that time, yeah, I mean, I felt like it was vibrating pretty, you know, um, pretty intensely. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up and down. But um, Sorry. so spirit, spirit guides, it's um, uh, like spirit guides to Otis, um, Otis. And then um, I think, uh, We've got a couple more around there, but yeah, it's, and, and then I can call the other, any other, um, uh, spiritual helper, uh, or compassionate spirit. They're all out there. They're, they're everywhere. I mean, you just can't see them and, um, the energy comes in. Mm-hmm. Did it surprise you when that world opened up for you or did it feel kind of natural? You just kind of float right into it. Um, I'm, I'm, um, I don't, I, it's hard to d- describe it. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know if I flew right, it flew, uh, flowed right into it. it. And then I still wonder about it. I'm like, is that real? But it keeps coming up. Right. I, I'm almost like, maybe I'm a, I'm a doubting Thomas or a, a, mm-hmm. a kind of a skeptic, but I mean, I don't have any reason to be skeptic because, because whenever I talk to spirit, it's like, um, you know, I get clear information and um that i don't always follow because my 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 body and brain get in there and some of my programming but it's you know like i said i'm then here's how i thought of it i visualize it right you uh, i don't know who those guys are other sculptures who chip it out they take a block and they chip it out yep yeah so so this is what this was spiritual tools basically is what came to mind so i've got this big block and i'm chipping my whatever my best you know work will be tipping away yeah and so when i get a book or get a uh something that opens up my awareness a little bit more it's like getting a 
a bigger hammer or a, a sharper chisel. So there's a tool, right? So I can chip away and, and get that, um, that art out of that block. Mm-hmm. And so those are, that's what I'm talking about tools. And then the other thing I think we talked about was, or I can't remember, maybe it was an email. It was, where's this journey go, right? And, and it didn't have to, I don't have to think about it too hard, but one, the one a concept that comes to mind is called the raft across the river, right? Mm-hmm. So the tools, like I'm talking about the tools, the chisel and, and the hammer and all these things that help bring this art out, um, spirituality and the things that I learned in shaman school and all those techniques. It's like the raft to get me across the river. And once I get across, I don't necessarily care the, the raft. Now, that's not a complete circle. I'm still working with that. But that kind of makes sense now is that, and, and maybe you've heard of it. There's another, it's a, lot, a little lingo or adage or, or phrasing that says, um, I got here and I used these things to get here. But now that I'm here, I didn't really need those things, but they were useful to get me there. What yeah. is that? What? Yeah. Um, one way I've heard it is um, you use the rabbit cat, uh, trap to catch the rabbit. Once you have the rabbit, you don't need the trap. <laughs> and it's interesting you say that because this just came up the other day. We were uh, in a group. We were talking about um, some of the past hardships. Right. And it was like, OK, well, there's a place where we can look back and see how they laid the foundations or became the stepping stones for us. And we don't have to keep carrying those stones around with us everywhere we go. Can actually just let cool. it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to skip around a little bit too, because I'm also just tracking back. I also was raised Catholic ish. <laughs> we started out that way. And um, yeah, I'm really curious about if you were able to tell like what felt different once you sort of like woke up from that night in Hawaii, so to speak. What felt different to you in your life between your autopilot before and the curiosity that was awoken? Well, um, what, com- what comes to mind is when I grew up Catholic, I did go to a retreat um, when I was in high school, right? So we got there, it was a little spiritual Catholic. And so I was, I was, it was, it hit me, but then, you know, it was over. And then I went on through my life and did other things. So I got the spirit kind of tiny spirituality bug, very yeah. tiny, the seed. And then, then it just, it blew open further. And what I like to say about Catholicism or Catholic being a Catholic for all those years, I've never been more spiritual now, even though I was a Catholic for all those years. I mean, I've taken the spirituality in the last couple of years is condensed. It takes all of my um, 12 years of Catholic school and all going to mass and, and, I wasn't really devout and my parents weren't devout. It just was something that we did, right? It's just something that we grew up in our family was, uh, was that now I've lost what you asked me to, uh, you know, yeah. question. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll keep following that. I mean, I relate to that too. Cause I also, um, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm kind of laughing to myself because, um, I, I actually speak to a lot of folks that, um, well, that have sort of had a, uh, having a bounce back from organized religion, I guess. And, um, also I would say for me, the same is true that, um, being Catholic was the seed of spirituality for me. And I remember not, I was a kid and I definitely not into church. Like I remember counting the lights and like the pieces of stained glass to get through mass. Yeah. We look at, I mean, the architecture is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The design, I was, but yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I remember yeah. actually in middle school, right around the time that I, I remember questioning it, not really, really vibing with it. But then I got to a spot where I started to get a little curious and it was, it just so happened to be that the first week that I was actually kind of interested in going, we didn't. So I had my own little mass in my room, which I think of as being like my very first ceremony. Yeah. Cool. Um, so my, anyway, my question for you was, um, was, yeah, I got, I'm, yep. I remember it. So what, what was it that just, what's that feeling, right? It was the mm-hmm. feeling of just the oneness. Now I didn't know it then it was oneness. I now know, I now can flip back and what was that? Um, but it was um, spirituality. When I get spirituality or when I get light, right. I've noticed this getting light. It's a, uh, you know, I get goosebumps and, and, um, mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, just a rush. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's awesome. And that's why I know that I'm connected to spirit is when I get that rush and, and it's like, wow. So, um, and those come up often enough, which is great. And sometimes they come out of nowhere and which is also good. But, um, I think I just didn't really, it didn't really pop for me spirit bird until January this year when I was wrapping up shaman school mm-hmm. And what really dropped me in out of out of this noggin here is brain not dropped it into my body. And that's what I learned in trauma school was like once I felt it, this was them. And, and here's where I'm going to throw, you know, uh, deliver the big pitch. The big pitch is like it was embodiment. It was embodiment of energy. And then what that did for me, it, it planted seeds of clairsentience, mm-hmm. which, which is awesome. And right. We did that in the uh, in the demos we did that in the weekly meetings right we were doing uh re- readings and uh folks were in the hot seat and we were uh, trading off and i and i was very um kind of intimidated intimidated about it uh still am a little bit but then once i got it i said wow i feel this in my body and that's what that person feels and now i can identify with them and i can i don't know hold space for them uh, among other things right but that was, I just wanted to let you know, that was the embodiment of it. Um, uh, when in the, in the energy went in, uh, that was just a uh, game changer. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing So thank that. you for that too. Um, you also mentioned um, that uh, maybe most just over the last couple of years, you've had several intuitives um, point to men's groups for you. Um, can you share a little bit more about that and what that means to you now? Yeah, the, it's still, uh, it, well, spirits keeps is saying it and I'm still trying to pack my head around it, but it is, but um, what came up with that was I was by the spiritual retreat. I was as an adult five, five or six years ago, mm-hmm. we uh, were in a group of 40. Um, mind if I say it, um, the Hoffman process. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Hoffman process. Um, it's a spiritual retreat out in California mm-hmm. and they put you in residence for a week and we work through, um, spirit, um, light. So it's a, it's an energetic thing. What's interesting about this was, this is, it was an awesome retreat. And then I went like full circle and we, we learned about light, love, uh, spirit guides, spirituality, all the stuff, you know, very it's shaman, big overlap with shaman in a way. Yep. Um, and then I came full circle. I'm like, wow. I, I mean, I just followed that path. So, um, or is okay. So at this retreat, there's one part where one of our classmates says something to us. You say something with your intuition to another classmate. Mm-hmm. And this one guy in my group, he just said, I see you joining a men's group. And I was like, what? 
<laughs> so, um, and then that just shocked me. But then over time, a couple other things have popped up. First of all, the um, uh, men, men are more dis- society trains men to be more disconnected from their emotions than than usual. So I'm like, okay, I can see that. And I can see that, you know, as a, um, how do I say this? In America, as a Caucasian, I guess the power group, right? Um, I have, I feel like I have a responsibility to, as you know, I have a white, I'm a white male and in the power group, I want to shun some of that. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm, I don't want to project my white, you know, my, my race, but actually it turned, it can turn out to be a, um, a benefit if I can reach other white men who are disconnected from their feelings. And that's, that's kind of what came to mind. And then, um, but something like in that range. So then what we talked about earlier was I was in the army and veterans, uh, veterans have um, PTSD. The army also, I mean, the army gave, uh, you know, didn't help my anxiety because I was just kind of like going, going, going and ready to uh, perform. And then I found out I had a lot more than I, than I knew. So there are a lot more like me. And so where I'm kind of aiming right now is can I catch folks coming off, off of active duty or transitioning and just, uh, and just, you know, have a conversation with them about where they're at. And um, so that's kind of where it is. And then I've also kind of been more attuned to the other males in my, um, uh, in my environment, right. My neighborhood, my brother, uh, some friends and things like that, just talking to them. So what, what's, what I'm, uh, the clairsentience that I talked about earlier, the skills that I got from shaman school and other work is I, I um, ask much more interesting questions of my friends. And I'm also asking, you know, kind of pulling out where they're, where they stand. I mean, how, how they feel. And, um, and yeah, I just want to do that. And now I want to hold space and just listen to them. And over time, there might be an opportunity. I don't want to, you know, push myself on them, but there might be an opportunity where I can advise or um, help them with their intuition. So that's one of the things that I, I've come to. If I were ever to have like a coaching program, I think it's the it's um, drawing the intuition out of their own intuition, their own wisdom. I mean, I, you know this because you do it. You, I've seen you do it. We do it in the classes. It's just like you. You, you focus us in and, and then it, that's what spun up some of my intuition. So where I'm going is, is that I believe I can help other men by identifying with them. And, and then my profile, a white guy, uh, veteran, did all this stuff. Um, I also mentioned my family's been in America, for, you know, for centuries, right? And oh, yeah. Well, I, I keep going. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ready? So my family came over on the, and this is where, here's my kind of like, here's what I'm kind of tinkering with uh, as far as a narrative, right? It's like, there's a lot of white men, men males disconnected, and, and there are a lot of toxic, toxic white males. Can I, you know, cut out that toxicity and we can all live happier together, whatever in America, um, a, a, a symptom or a, um, of that is our capital insurrection, the attack of the capital. There are disconnected men and their feelings, and they just decided, hey, we're going to go follow this this other leader who um, 
who's also disconnected <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not loving. But anyway, so that is, so I'm like, if I can poke at that. All right. So what I want to say to those folks, there are folks who are anti-immigrant, uh, xenophobic, uh, you know, go back to your country, all this kind of stuff. And I like to say, hey, I'm here. My family has been here for 400 years. My family came over on the Mayflower. Everyone's welcome, right? How can I make them more welcome? And I, and if I could be that example to those, to other males, and that's, um, that's what interests me right now. Mm-hmm. And, and then I don't know, uh, when, in trauma school, we did, um, ancestral, mm-hmm. um, uh, ener- energetics. I can't remember. So, um, well, we know that we can't, I'm carrying, I'm, I, and you and all of us are carrying some piece of our grandparents, right? Our great, great grandparents, our great, 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 great grandparents, mm-hmm. all of them, right? Just a little bit. And we just pass it along, right? Cause we, we soak this up and, and neuroscience says that we soak all this stuff up before, before 10, you know, age seven or whatever, right? We're just soaking it all up and we're soaking up the, the trauma, some traumas of our parents. And then we carry that to our, to our kids. And so that makes me think of the, um, the toxic male who is, um, not who, you know, it's hateful, hateful, I guess, in some areas and it's, it's learned at home. Right. So how do you get, uh, break into that? Right. For example, history, if you want to talk, call in, um, history and the civil war and slavery and the Southern, uh, mentality. Well, we've been, we're going 150 years and we still have, we, that's kind of been passed down. That's why not much is there. So that's one part. And then the, of course the ancestral for me is I had um, my great, you know, great grandfather 16 came in 1638 um, to new England fuller. Right. Which is, which is another crazy thing. I, I hold the name of these guys who, who are here in my, and so my little thing is, has carried on, even though 10 generations ago, when he came here, I, I now have like 2000, uh, grandparents, right? All of them coming together on that thing. And then, but my name's Fuller. So I've carried something, right? And so that's why I say that I'm carrying this ancestral lineage. Everyone's welcome. Uh, uh, and I know I'm going on a tangent, but then we talked, I, t- I told you that my grandfather was uh, in Salem during the witch trials. <laughs> Do you, have you, have you experienced any, I mean, you meet, work with a lot of folks energetically and, and maybe past lives. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's fascinating. <laughs> Yeah. So, so there could be some, you know, um, um, continuing energy, but I thought it was interesting. So, so to wrap all this up, if I can write, if I can write a narrative, write a book, write a tweet account that says that, Hey, um, this is my, this is me. This is my profile. I've been, my family's been here forever. All are welcome. You know, the American experience uh, experiment is as good as it can get. Let's love each other. Let's get it on. And if I can break into, if I can break a crack into, into some level of the males who then can flip, you know, or, or just not be as toxic as they are, I think that's, mm-hmm. but more, more later, I have to uh, detail and define it. Um, sure. Well, it does make me think of going back to our first conversation before shaman school. I think that was something that you were um, seeking was more clarity on, on your purpose. So it's. Um, obviously it's always, uh, 
process, you know, it's always moving. It's not like you just kind of get to that point. Um, and then it's there, but, oh my gosh. Okay. There's so many questions I have right now. So. Well, that. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I can, I can jump in here about the end of the shaman school. Right. Then mm-hmm. purpose, right. Purpose is awesome. Yes. I was like, I was like, we're all over. Um, but the, when I finished, right. And I got the, I got the embodiment. Now I can feel it. Right? I can feel mm. how that, when I, when now I can try on purposes, right. I can try them on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then when I feel it, right. So then I, I can feel it. So, so that's what happened. So once I got the, the embodiment and I can feel, you know, when something lights me up, I, I can feel it in my body and we're like, what was that? So then, right. It's, love and compassion and connection. When I felt that connect here, I'm like, how do I do more of that? How can I make more of this? And so that kind of worked into my purpose. Um, It kind of gravitated in the purpose in which was um, like compassionate healing or compassionate um, Mm -hmm. presence for other humans. And, um, and then that, that just, it just hit me. It's like, how do I do that? And um Hold space is one of the things that come to mind, right? Compassion or hold space. And uh, then I said so that was in January after shaman school, which kind of that opened me up. And so I'm just following that, doing some other stuff. Yeah. Can you say, mm, this might be a hard question. Maybe, maybe not. So, cause I get that question a lot from folks is like, how do you know your, like, how do you know your purpose? Like, what does that actually feel like in your body? Um, well, it's, uh, sometimes it's goosebumps, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a bit enough, you know, a big sw- a swell and embodiment, right. It's embodiment. So it's just like, wow, that really uh, fired me up. So when it, whenever I fit, now that I can sense my embodiment and when I light up, you know, I just follow that path. Mm-hmm. So I light up when I see, uh, something, you know, I have consumed something or absorbed something that I think that I can. Uh, I, re- I guess I receive something that then I can give. Um, so whenever I, some technique or some way of presenting spirituality so that it, it snaps it, um, you know, or, or moves, you know, someone I'm talking to or uh, to the next, to a next step. Yep. Did I answer that? Oh, um, yeah, so um, one of the other things that I was curious about, or I guess I just want to point out um, around your clarity on holding space and compassion. And also thank you so much for sharing what you were sharing about your family and your history and, and who you want to reach out to. Um, I really appreciate that in a time where there's a lot of like othering, where there's a lot of like fun, you know, who's the bad guy and make sure get as far away from the bad guy as you can, that you are actually trying to get closer. Yeah. Okay. One of the other things I wanted to tell you about finishing shaman school was that uh, when I, when I got more awareness, it, uh, I embodied uh, my purpose and then also clarified my purpose. The next couple of months, I was like going around like, wow, I can, you know, I got a lot of power and I was carrying a lot of light. And I said, what can I do with this? So following the, your, the shaman schools uh, thing, Hey, go out and, and serve others or for your own business, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that I was going to do one-on-one. It didn't really connect to me. But then what did connect was like, hey, how can I help others get in, into position to heal? Mm-hmm. So I took this course, uh, this other course, and uh, just like you, a teacher, 
um, than I, I connected with. She's now asked me to be on the advisory board for her product, which is emotional repattering uh, break method. Mm-hmm. And um, so that to me manifests my purpose that I, that I just got kind of clarified in January from Shaman, you know, with Shaman school is uh, producing it. So I don't have to really, you know, go uh, set up a store or anything. I just want to get into that space where I'm being influential. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that just hit me after that. I just went, it was like automatic. I didn't even think about it. So, cause I had all this of the awareness and the light that I had gained from Shaman school and the other work, I just took that out and uh, extended out the next couple of months. And here I am sitting on an advisory board for a powerful product, right? Powerful healing product. Um, so that this, this uh, product can get APA American psychological association accreditation so that it can be entered into therapy uh, into offices. And it's like, how did I do that? I just did it. Right. And, and, uh, cause of the openings and the, um, I get into position where I could be more influential. And I think that, um, uh, you know, the, it's wide open, right. This universe is wide open for all those opportunities to, um, to help others find their way if that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, I want to come back to to you and say that. Um, I mean, you're you're my number one spiritual teacher. Uh, yeah, you. I mean, you just blew it out. It's it's awesome. I mean, I, like I said, I've taken s- several courses, not as long, but I got a lot out of the shaman school, and um, and I and. Can I, can I relate one, one story that, uh, in school, in, in school, Please. it is cool. So this was one of the most awesome things that, that you, that we interacted in that. I, I didn't get a chance to tell you about this. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I don't know if you remember it. We were in a demo last fall and, um, I was in the hot seat and we were doing a, a chakra, you know, guidance and, um, we were hanging out in my heart chakra, I think. Um, and so I had another student who was guiding me there. And we were in a breakout, right? And you were in this. So I was there, Was I was uh, visualizing, I was in my uh, heart chakra and I was like, oh, I got some high walls and there's some windows at the top. And then it's like concrete and gray. And, and that's all was coming to me, right? I was driving there. And then you, you came into the room and she goes, where are we? And, and then I described, you know, I was describing my thing. And she goes, you went, pow. And then it was a meadow. And I said, holy cow. <laughs> Holy cow. Right. It was like, I mean, my heart chakra. <laughs> so thank you for that. And that, so that taught me uh, some stuff, but um, you know, some things that. Uh, so. And then, then in the school, I got, I, I, I started, I started uh, later on the curriculum, right. Halfway through, but then I plugged through it. So um, it wasn't easy, but it was very um, for me, right. For Mr. Distraction and who, uh, who doesn't, you know, can't sit down and take a course, a self-paced course very well. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I went through it cause I knew it was important and then I got a lot out of it. And, um, and then that kind of flipped the picture and at the, towards the end, uh, it started clicking and so I went, and then at the end of it, I go like, and then, then it, that, you know, when it wrapped up, it just poop, mm-hmm. I opened up awareness and where, and you know, the awareness is another key thing. So what we're all talking, talking about, right. Either spirituality or psycho spiritual, um, 
is a, awareness, right? How can we get awareness? And one of the things was learning embodiment. And you know, my our bodies are super intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. And we just we just don't aren't trained to use them. Uh, and I and I learned that in shaman school. And and the other thing, I keep going here. So shaman shamanism, right? It's it's awesome, right? Because it's when I looked at it, and 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 you can add or comment on this, but it's like it's stripping down to me. Uh, me as a human in my body and the earth it's my relationship with the earth and since shamanism you know started so long ago what is it siberia or um anyway no one owns it humans own it right or humans can own it and tribes and communities can own it the shamanism um and so it just strips back to our kind of our core essence right um the connection between us and earth and in the energies and, and that made a lot of sense to me. And I said, if I can go back to Siberia thousands of years ago and, and be w- with the earth, then let me, let me learn more about that. Let me find out. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and my spirits they led me the right direction. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Jim. It was great having a conversation. I have lots of other questions for you. Um, and I so really, we can, we can do a part two. Or... Yeah. Part two. <laughs> getting into some of the science and spirituality would be fun. Oh my goodness. So, you know, Dr. Hawkins, right. The power and force, uh, levels of consciousness, the neuroscience, um, uh, what is it? Anthropological psychology, mm-hmm. <laughs> how our brains formed and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. And, 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 and I heard you say on your podcast, it's a blend of, uh, spirituality and science, mm-hmm. right. Energy, I don't know where where you stay in spirit bird, but I'm interested in this quantum stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, I I don't know. I don't need it. Right. I I don't necessarily need it. It's it's fascinating, but it can prove in science ways that this is all energy. And uh, we only see a small portion of the, the things in the visible light stream. And, and, you know, there are atoms right there. I mean, what's the difference between that, that atom there and what's in my, you know, the more dense atoms in my skin, it's all atoms. And it's like, we just, all right, we can go on. All right, well, thank you um, for the time, and thank you for uh, asking me to come on and and chat. And I want to say that if there's any uh, students or prospective students um, watching this and considering shaman school, do it. Yeah, don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you so much, Jim. Thanks for being here with me today, and it's been a pleasure journeying with you so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh Bye-bye for now. Welcome to today's member query episode, where we explore questions about spiritual paths, intuitive gifts, growing a spiritual business, and shamanism. Do you have a question for us? Send us a DM at Holton Healing Arts. This question is another one from an Instagram user. And the question is how to come back from your practice when you let it go. So I'm reading that as maybe you have a meditation practice, journaling practice, or anything in your life that you know um, helps you feel better and be you know, more productive and be more yourself. And then if you're normal, you go through periods where you drop that, you let that go, you start eating bad, you stop meditating, um, and you kind of get out of that flow, right? And so what to do when um, you let your practice go and how to come back from that? And the first thing I would say is 
the biggest trick here is not punishing yourself when you've done it. So this is a normal part of life to get out of rhythm, to get out of flow, to have moments or mornings where you wake up and you just don't do it, right? Or to get busy and let it fall to the wayside. And even though we know that we do better when we have our practice, right? Um, and that we know we do worse when we don't, um, it is normal to not be 100% all the time. And so we have to give ourselves permission to be in this ebb and flow. So when you've let your practice go and you're ready to get it back, um, you'll actually delay popping back into that flow if you spend a lot of time fighting yourself on it, beating yourself up for it, or hating yourself and telling yourself you're not good enough (laughs) because it's normal. Very few people actually do, again, their practice 100% all of the time for their whole lives. And so then from there, the next step is take it one step at a time. So where also we can get thrown off when we're trying to change, especially a habit is we try to go from one extreme to the other. So, you know, maybe that's even drinking and you go through a period, it's the holidays, you've got a bunch of people visiting or you're traveling. And so you're drinking more than normal. And then you get back home and it's kind of lingering. And so then you go from, you know, access to trying to not at all for like one month, not drinking for one month. Um, and that's hard to do, right? If you're actually not fully in alignment with that yet. So we need to walk ourselves through the steps. So create a plan where you can start bringing that in. Same thing. If you have a morning meditation practice and you had some visitors or there was some construction and you kind of got out of the process, um, and normally you would sit and meditate for an hour, which if you're doing that, you should high five yourself because I don't even do that. I do sometimes, but not every morning. I have a whole different practice that I do for myself. Um, And so if you're going from having meditated for an hour a day for months, and then you stopped completely, um, it's going to be really hard for you to jump right back into an hour a day because your system and your life has, your habits around it have changed. So instead you want to start with, all right, this week, I'm going to try to sit down and do it 10 minutes a day. Or better yet, I'm going to try to sit down and make sure I meditate one hour once this week. And the next week, I'm going to meditate for one hour twice, right? So when you lose your practice, no big deal. Don't punish yourself. And then when it's time to come back, come back slowly. Give yourself steps so that you can um, encourage yourself so that you can have small goals and meet those small goals and not just give up and go all the way back to not having the habit at all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Leading with Spirit. If you did, please share the link for this episode with your biggest takeaway, tagging me at Holton Healing Arts. It would also support me if you subscribed and left a rating and review of the show so we can support more people living their highest purpose. Until next time, journey on.